0: Welcome back to the Oyushnai Micro series and our study of Parshat HaKeel. This is Menachem Lipteg and in today's show we study Ravi, the fourth Aliyah, beginning with Perak Lamedvav Pasachet, chapter 36, verse 8. Today's Aliyah is going to discuss how Bezalel and his skilled craftsmen constructed the blankets that covered the Mishkan, the lower cover and the upper cover. As we explained in our introduction in the previous Shurim, we're not going to focus on the details of the Mishkan as that was already explained in Parsha Truma and Tetzadeh. Instead, we're going to focus on the overall theme and how this relates to what's going on in the second half of Sefer Shmot. So let's begin our Aliyah. The skilled craftsmen began their work on the Mishkan. Here the Mishkan is referring to the covering of the Mishkan itself, this blanket type cover made out of 10 tapestries. The material that this is made out of is sheish mozar, tcheidat argaman, tolat shani, as we've mentioned many times. And while weaving this material, kruvim maseh choshev If you ever saw someone making a kippah, or kippah surga, a knitted yamaka, before you start knitting, you have a little notebook with lots of little X's on it that are going to plan ahead of time what design is going to be on the kippah. You have to plan ahead of time, plan out how you're going to knit it, and that's exactly how the Kruvim are going to be knitted into the Ryot of the Mishkan called Melechet machshevet, or choshev, is how the Kruvim are going to be woven into the blanket. We'll see later on there are also going to be kruvim woven on the parochet. tet the length of each one will be twenty eight amot, ba each strip of tapestry which will have to be tied together will be four amot wide. All 10 Uriyot will be the exact same size. Why a length of 28? If you remember, the height of the Mishkan is 10. The width of the Mishkan on top is also going to be 10 Amot. Therefore, theoretically, we would need a cover of 30 Amot. However, we want that the bottom Amah on each side to be seen because that bottom Amah is going to be the Adanim, the sockets made out of silver that hold up the Krasim. The blanket The Mishkan blanket is made in such a way that it covers the entire Mishkan except for the Adanim. And therefore, when someone looks at the Mishkan, you'll see a silver base around the bottom. We'll discuss this more in detail when we study Pashat Pekhudei, how the Adanim, the sockets that hold up the Krashim, are made out of silver from the Machsit HaShekel. Why is it with four? This must be for technical reasons. In the work of weaving, it's easier to weave a length of four and then combine each tapestry together to make the blanket. Five of these tapestries, you sew together and connect them. Khamesh chibar, achat el And the other five, you also sew together. And each of these groups of five tapestries is going to be called a machberet. machberet like in modern-day Hebrew, machberet is a notebook because we bind together a lot of pieces of paper. Here we're binding together a lot of tapestries and that makes We make 50 loops at the end of each of these groups of five yuriyot. We have to tie these two blankets together, each machberet, to make the full mishkan, five and five together, that will be the ten. To combine them, we put 50, 50 loops on each side. And now, pasuk yibet, hamishim lulot asah b'yirei ha'achat, v'hamishim lulot asah b'k'tzei ha'yirei asher b'machberet hashenit, machbilot halulot achat elachat. Each of these machberot, each one has fifty loops, and now we have to tie these loops together and clasp them with a golden clasp. Pasuk yedgimol, v'yatz hamishim karsei zahav. Fifty golden clasps are going to t- connect these loops together using these claps, we're going to tie these two blankets together. And now, all ten Yoriot together. The Mishkan now is one complete blanket, one complete piece of fabric. We'll also see that at the middle point, right where the Krasim, where these 50 claps tie together these loops, is going to be right on the spot where the prochet is going to hang down and divide between the Kodesh and Kodeshim. If I take this length of 10 riyot, each one 4 amot wide, that gives me 40 amot. Recall that the Kodesh is 20 amot. The Kodesh Kodeshim is 10 amot. The height is another 10 amot. That's a distance of 40 amot. Therefore, half of this Mishkan, 20 amot, is going to cover the back of the Mishkan, its height, and 10 amot of the ceiling. That's a total of 20 amot. That it, Will bring us exactly to where the Prochet divides between the Kodesh and Kodeshim. And then the last 20 amot will be the cover of the Kodesh area. The front entrance won't have a drape over it, that instead will have a masach, as we'll see in a later aliyah. Now we have an upper cover, this over tent, made out of goat's wool, and that's going to form a tent over the Mishkan. This will protect it from rain and weather and other conditions. Instead of 10, this time we have 11 pieces of tapestry, which we're going to combine together. This is two amot in addition to the lower cover of the Mishkan. Each one is four amot wide, just like the others. Each of these 11 will have the exact same width. In the Mishkan, we had two groups of five. Because we're 10 Yuriyot altogether. Now we have 11 Yuriyot, therefore one machberet, one group is going to be 5, the other group will be 6. Just like before, between these two pieces, each machberet, the end of each one will have 50 loops. With 50 loops on each side, we tie and connect these 50 loops together with the help of Krasim. With clasps, but now because this is going to be viewed from the outside, these clasps will be made out of copper. In order to tie the two parts of these yerotizim to be one complete cover, which will be the outer cover of the mishkan. Why are the clasps of the yerotizim on top made out of nechoshet, out of copper, and the ones of the mishkan lower down made out of gold? That's the metal scheme. In the entire Mishkan. Everything in the Kodesh, in the inside, all the Kelim, the Aron, the Shulchan, the Menorah, those are all made out of Zahav. And therefore, from the inside, where we see the Mishkan, the claps are made out of gold. On the other hand, on the outside of the Mishkan, in the open Chatser, when someone looks from the outside, there all the metal will be Nechoshet. The Mizbech is Nechoshet and the Kyur is Nechoshet. Therefore, when we look at the outer cover to match the metal that's going to be in the courtyard of the Mishkan, those clasps are going to match and hence made out of Nechoshet. Pasuk Yotet, orot elim on top of the goat's wool, there'll be one final cover, and this cover will be made out of hides of reddish rams. orot chashim also the hides of a Tachash, we're not sure what animal that is exactly, but that's going to cover the top. Therefore, the top of the Mishkan will have a reddish, beautiful cover, I'd like to conclude today's share with a quick explanation why the reddish cover on top of the Mishkan. The Ramban, in his introduction to Parshat Turma, in the beginning of chapter 25 in Sefer Shmot, explains the thematic connection between the Mishkan and Har Sinai. He proves in a very convincing manner that all the various elements that we find in the Mishkan reflect something very basic that was happening at Mount Sinai. For example... On Mount Sinai, on Har Sinai, there's an area called Roshahar, the top of the mountain. At Roshahar, on the top of the mountain, that's where Moshe, and later Aaron, is sent to. And at that place, on top of the mountain, God speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu and tells him the laws. Parallel to that will be the Kodesh Kodeshim, the Holy of Holies, where we have the Aaron. And from the Kodesh Kodeshim, God is going to speak to Moshe Rabbeinu the remaining laws. So just like the Kodesh Kodeshim reflects the top of the mountain, that's the place where the laws are being given. On the mountain itself, there's an area where the priests were allowed to come up. We saw that in chapter 24, in the beginning of that section, in the end of Parsha Mishpatim, where Aaron, Nadav and Abihu, and 70 elders go up the mountain and bow down to God. Parallel to that is the Kodesh area, an area where the Kohanim are allowed to come in, even though someone who's not a Kohen is not permitted there. That's the area of the Kodesh, where we have the menorah, and the Shulchan, the Mizpach HaKtorit. Parallel to the foot of the mountain, what's called Tachtitahar at Har Sinai, Am Yisrael, also in chapter 24, in Sefer Shemot, at the end of Parsha Mishpatim, there Am Yisrael stands at the foot of Har Sinai. There they build a Mizbeach and they offer Olot and Shlamim, there they offer sacrifices. That's parallel to the Chatser of the Mishkan, the courtyard of the Mishkan, where we find the Mizbeach, the altar, and Am Yisrael brings Korbanot, and anyone who's prepared is allowed in the area of the Azara. If that parallel is correct, then the final lines of Parshat Mishpatim, when Moshe goes to Har Sinai, can help us understand why we have this reddish cover over the Mishkan. When Moshe goes up to Har Sinai, what did Bnei Yisrael see? If you look at Tetzain Mishpatim at the very end of chapter 24, it says, "By Shkun Kvod Hashem Ahar Sinai Kvod Hashem," which later will come unto the Mishkan. Then was on Mount Sinai, and by Chasayu Nan Sheish Sh'ti the cloud covered it for six days, and God calls Moshe up on the seventh day. Pasuk Yed Zayin verse seventeen in chapter twenty-four in Shmot, Umaret Kvod Adonai ke'esh Ochenet Broshahar le'enei Bnei Yisrael. The vision or the perception of the glory of God in the eyes of Bnei israel was like fire. Like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of B'nai Yisrael. What does the outsider see when Moshe goes up Sinai? They see a mountain covered by a ball of fire. Moshe goes inside, inside the cloud that the people don't see. Just like the Mishkan, they don't see what's inside. They only see it from the outside. The perception from the outside is a cloud covered with fire. Here also, the Mishkan will be the covering like the Anan over the mountain. But on the top of the mountain, on top of this cloud, is going to be a fire, an eshochelet borosh That's what Bnei Yisrael perceived at Har Sinai. Therefore, we have a reddish, a bright reddish cover on top of the Mishkan that again reminds us that the Mishkan is a symbol that's going to perpetuate and try to recreate the experience of Har Sinai, not as a one-time historical event, but as an eternal event, which Amisrael can relate to in every generation by visiting the Mishkan with the proper preparation. We'll continue our study of the Mishkan in tomorrow's shir when we study Hamishi and the poles that are going to support the covers of the Mishkan.